Okay, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. I'm your host, Darren Campbell, and joining me as always for the weekend wrap-up, Jason Cameron. Hey, hey, man, how's it going? I'm good. I'm good. Um, Just uh, as we were off, I was just describing to you how my weekend was, which was awesome because I was able to see one of my best friends reconnect with him and the family because of the whole COVID thing. I haven't seen him in a year. So that was... uh, it was just, it was just great to see him. Great to see his kids. Great to see the, like, just great to see the family. That's as great. Well. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. Yeah, well, uh, I, I've I've had a few great days, but I've been in a pretty sour mood for a few days here. There's a lot of uh, things that are really, really bothering me, and uh, yeah, I think I get them off my chest here. Uh, why not? Uh, let's. Uh, Let's pick some bones and get them out. Uh, I guess first of all is um, today's July 4th. Uh, happy Independence Day to um, all of our viewers and listeners uh, south of the border. Uh, always an incredible celebration, uh, July 4th. Uh, have you had many opportunities to go down there and see their festivities over the years? Uh, I think only once. Okay. Yeah, like I went across the border with my mom to... Uh, uh, probably Bellingham, like Bellis Fair. Okay. Bellis Fair. And then we saw that and I was just like, oh, it's, they do it up big here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do it big. They do it really, really big. And I, I've been lucky enough to be um, there many, many times over the years. And uh, it just feels really cool to see so many people waving the flags, being very patriotic. The U.S. is known for being extra patriotic you know always chanting usa usa and waving their flags and all that but um i think you should be allowed to uh on a, on a day like that um you know celebrate your nation be proud of where you're from and uh, it's always good to see i think oh no i i agree with you it's good to celebrate your citizenship and those that are born here and those that have attained their citizenship it's a it's a it's a good thing yeah so uh, what i'm mad about is um uh, they'll never cancel that day uh, across the, the line, uh, but we canceled ours here. Uh, we just decided we're sad, we're feeling really bad about uh, some recent events, and we're canceling Canada Day. So across Canada, pretty much every single entire city in this country, um, they decided to cancel Canada Day. and. Uh, I know this is a touchy subject. I know, you know, I might get in trouble for what I'm saying, but um, I think it really shows really poor form that we can't be proud of where we're from. We can't have a day to celebrate. Yes, there's shitty things that go on. There's lousy things that the government has done, things that have been done to Indigenous people, racism, horrible racism things. You and I have discussed tons of horrible problems with racism in in this country and in the U.S. over the years. But um, to cancel Canada Day over things, uh, I just think it just shows really, really poor form. I think uh, it's another real black mark uh, for the rest of the world because the rest of the world really thinks Canada is a great place. And so do I. And so do most of the people that I know. And so we're just saying, no, let's not celebrate Canada because it's a horrible place. Look at how many horrible things that the Canadian government and all the people have done to it. Um, you know, it's really annoying. And I was 
one of very few people wearing a red shirt that day. Everybody told me I had to wear an orange shirt and I couldn't celebrate Canada. And I, I'm still ticked. And I think I might be ticked for years and years to come. Because if we, if we bend down and say, no, we're not celebrating that day anymore, um, I don't know. I might just move. I might just move south and say, okay, you don't like, you don't want to celebrate this country, then I won't either. See you later. Well, I, okay. I, I was always under the impression that they, this was only going to be a temporary thing because of the pandemic. That that's, that's what I was under the impression. Are they trying to tell, are you saying, are you saying to me that they're thinking of canceling it forever? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that is way major. I yeah. I thought they were they were just putting it on hold. I thought that's that was maybe I guess I misinterpreted the news, but my thought was they were just putting it on hold for now and then everything would go back to normal in a little bit because why would you do that? Like no, honestly, like why Yeah. Well, it's, it's for, well, obviously uh, you know the big news in the past month has been the discovery of the unmarked graves of um, children from the residential schools. And, you know, it's, it's the most horrific thing that, you know, we've had to hear. It's, you know, it's been widely known that they were abused, they were treated poorly. Uh, you know, the Canadian government and the Catholic Church um, really have done wrong to the Indigenous people of this country. And, and still do, but uh, we can't just uh, say that because of actions of people 30, 40, 50, 100 years ago, um, we can't say now that we've come so far and we've provided, we've uh, created a really fantastic nation and we're very inclusive. We're one of the most inclusive nations on the planet. Uh, we do really try very hard to uh, make people feel welcome, make people happy here. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's just super bothersome to me that, um, you know, when things go wrong, things, uh, obviously, we're going to find um, more and more things that have gone wrong in the past, but to just make that affect the rest of the future and say, this is a horrible place, don't celebrate it, um, is wrong. And, you know, I just, you know, I'm sure I'm going to get into some arguments with people, but um, I'm proud to be Canadian. I'm happy I'm here. I'm happy I was born here. I think that, you know, we should celebrate. And I think a lot of countries around the world think of Canada as a great place. But now when they're hearing the news come out of here, they're questioning, maybe it's not that great of a place. And maybe it's not something that we should ever celebrate. And when their people come to our country, maybe we should say no, no, thanks. Go back to your crap hole and so yeah it's it's really uh that's affected me and i don't know um how long it's going to take me to get over it yeah well you know what we we live in this world today of like cancel culture right yeah. cancel this cancel that if that offends me no cancel here's my take on that i i believe that you know canada day it's significant it's a national holiday right and whatever a person chooses to do However, they choose to celebrate or not celebrate due to issues of their particular culture or race in the past, then yeah, we accept that as Canadians. We accept all of it. But to kind of uniformly or unilaterally just say, ah, it's over, 
I, I don't I don't know if that I don't I think it's I, I, I think it's a little bit of a disservice. I think you should mm. actually give people a choice. Yeah, I think that's I think that's more to the point me anyways. I think you should give people a choice. And regardless of what they choose, we respect their choice. Yeah, yeah, good. Well said. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what do you think there's anything that would ever cause the U.S. to cancel Independence Day? Yes. One thing. Nuclear disaster like <laughs> across the U.S. Yeah. where they're all wiped out. But if there's still one American, they're going to have Independence Day. Yeah. And that's just what that's who they are. That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, uh, let's talk about uh, another Canadian thing that uh, really upset me. Uh, we had to go into a tournament this past weekend, uh, trying to qualify for the Olympics 2020 in Tokyo uh, next month. Uh, we went into this qualifying tournament over in Victoria. Uh, originally, uh, it was going to have fans, people sold it out immediately. 7,400 fans they were um, expecting, and then COVID hit, and they said, no, we're not going to allow any fans. Uh, the, the last two days, they have allowed 720 people into the building. Uh, last night was the game between Canada and the Czech Republic to uh, advance into the final. The final is actually playing right now as we speak. Uh, two minutes and 20 seconds left in the first quarter, and the Czech Republic are up 24-15 on Greece. Uh, Canada went into this tournament as the favorite. Uh, they had eight NBA players on the squad. Um, Canada has the second most NBA players on the planet, and uh, a lot of our, our, our top guys uh, were able to make it. Uh, some weren't. Um, Jamal Murray hurt. Um, obviously, uh, Shea Gil Gilgis Alexander also hurt. Uh, a couple of guys going into their free agency year um, that uh, decided they didn't want to risk an injury, uh, things like that. But uh, we we were expected to win, and we did not. Uh, we lost yesterday in overtime to the Czech Republic. Uh, incredible, crazy good game, but we lost out. And I'm not sure how or why the teams uh, were playing were in this tournament. Uh, the, the teams that were in this tournament with us to qualify, one spot, were Greece, Turkey, China, the Czech Republic, and Uruguay. Um, <laughs> where do you, how do you assemble those and, and decide, oh yeah, all those teams are going to qualify or try to qualify in Victoria, Canada, and uh, one spot left? Um, weird, strange, bizarre. And... I, I'm really mad that uh, there's only 12 teams allowed in the Olympics. The host nation gets one spot, 11 spots for the rest of the planet. And uh, we deserve to be there. And we had, uh, we basically had a winner go home opportunity and we lost 103, 101 in overtime. And that's it. No more, no Olympics again. We've got to wait for 2024 Paris and uh, the drought continues uh it's just super frustrating and and brutal and it makes me you know want to watch the olympics much less you know we don't even have a chance it's not not fair yeah it it's it's unfortunate and also too like uh you you'd mentioned to me before 
that uh, we didn't actually have a lot of practice time with our squad. No. And so then if you don't actually have that practice time, regardless if you're an NBA player or not, you need familiarity with your teammates. Yeah. You need to know what their tendencies are so that you can put them in the best positions of success on the basketball court yeah. so that they can succeed. That has to be a thing. So if you don't, if you lack that practice time with your teammates, well, then there's going to be some uh, dis- uh, not continuity, like um, synchronicity things. Like yeah, where exactly. you're not in sync. You're, you're absolutely not in sync with your teammates and you're going to make mistakes or their mistakes are going to compound upon themselves. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, we didn't do it the right way. I, I don't think I don't think we did it the right way. We didn't yeah. approach it in the way that it needs to be approached. Because I know going back in the past when there was the redeem team, the redeem team practiced together. They had a mission. Yeah. And they, and they practiced together for months before they went back and then they destroyed everybody. For sure. So yeah. You need that time. Yeah. If you want to be serious. Well, I know uh COVID protocols have uh, caused a lot of problems here, but uh, we still should have been able to assemble a team, uh, you know, play some practice games, have some friendlies against some countries, uh, get ourselves some, uh, you know, like you say, synchronicity. Um, all the other countries um, don't have a lot of NBA players, so they are able to assemble their teams months ago and practice, really get going, uh, have some competition. Uh, but Canada, no, we didn't play. We didn't play one uh, friendly game before the tournament started. We had two uh, round robin games in our group. We were able to win both of those, and then uh, it's winner go home. So two games, get ready. You had to finish uh, top of your group to advance into that semifinal game, and uh, we didn't. And so uh, these are the, these are the countries that are that have made it. Um, some of them, yeah, they deserve to be there, but I don't know. You, you tell me about the rest of them. Uh, okay, so we got USA, obviously. Then we got Argentina, Australia, France, Iran, Nigeria, Spain, Japan, Germany, Slovenia, and Italy. Um, yeah, Jesus. Like, come on. Canada deserves to be there. Um, I think they have to increase the amount of teams in this, have a little bit bigger of a round-robin tournament in the early stages. Uh, to, for 12 countries in the whole entire world, uh, it's not cool, and, and it, it harms us. It harms this country. If kids are able to see their stars play for their country and uh, put on that maple leaf, um, yeah, it, it inspires kids. We hear of so many Olympians say, I was watching this when I was a kid, and I decided, hey, I can do this. And that's why I'm here 10 years later, 15 years later. And uh, it, it's killing a part of Canada basketball that uh, we frankly need. Yeah, no, I know. I, I agree with you on that. We do need that. We do need um, our future generations to be inspired by our players that play for this country, that play under this flag. And so with that being said, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say it like this. I think they actually should expand the number of countries to at least double that because basketball is a great sport. Mm. Bas- basketball needs to be put forefront for all of these countries. Right. Yeah. And so the round Robin should actually be even doubled on top of that. All of these, a lot more countries should be able to compete for the Olympics because you have a lot of countries that compete in every other sport. Yeah. So how, how could you only have 12 countries for this one particular sport you should actually have like 24. 
At least, I, yeah. Think that, yeah. I think that's more to the point, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, enough about that, I guess. Um, July 4th, uh, we talked about earlier. One of the big celebrations that happen on July 4th is Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. And we've got the greatest athlete of all time, 14 championships, Joey Chestnut. He set the world record again today, 76 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. Uh, he's the 14-time champion, and that surpasses all other athletes for any other sport. He's got more titles than anybody else for one championship. He is the all-time king. Just goat, goat, goat. He's... If there's Mount Rushmore goat, there he is, Joey Chestnut, top of the list. Oh, that's that's incredible. That it really is. Seventy six hot dogs. I I don't even know. Like, how do you keep all of that food in your stomach? Like, that's it's, it's ridiculous to actually even conceive of that. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, seventy six. So he beat his record from last year. That's his fourteenth title. Thirteen out of the last fourteen years, he's the champ there. He beat the next best guy by 26 dogs. Uh, he beat the women's champion. The women's champion had 30 and three quarters dogs in 10 minutes. Uh, so Rafael Nadal has won 13 French Opens. Joey beats that. Margaret Court has won 11 Australian Opens. Joey's better than that. Uh, Bill Russell, 11 championships in the NBA. No, not even close to Joey now. And Henri, the pocket rocket Richard, 11 Stanley Cups. And Joey just laughs at him. He points to his championships, all his, all his titles behind him, all his trophies. He wears a, a huge UFC-type belt now. Uh, he gets that slapped around him. Uh, he's the king. That's it. There's no other discussion. They always say LeBron or... MJ, they say this guy or that guy. No, no, Joey freaking chestnut, the best ever. Yeah, yeah, he sure is. He can he can eat. He can eat hot dogs and a lot of them very quickly. He also holds a lot of other records. He ate 182 chicken wings in 30 minutes, 55 glazed donuts in eight minutes, and 141 hard-boiled eggs in eight minutes as well. Um, Imagine his coaches and his trainers, how much cardio they got to get him to do to burn off all of this stuff that he's eating. Like, I, I, I want those trainers. I, I got to hire those guys to uh, get me uh, in cardio shape. Uh, this, this is what I'll say about Joey. When he does that hard-boiled egg eating contest, I want to be nowhere near him. That flatulence would be lethal. <laughs> you're going to die. You're <laughs> yeah, yeah, we saw Cool Hand Luke, and uh, you know, I think it was, I think it was like fifty or something like that, and he was just practically ready to die. But um, yeah, obviously, uh, they love that celebration, the champion of the eating down there, and uh, another great American July Fourth staple, along with the fireworks and all the flag waving, waving and stuff. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, we gotta find uh, somebody to do that somewhere, Granville Island, or down on Convention Center, or I don't know something. It's Canada Day. I want it back. 
I want an eating contest happening that day. Have you ever had an eating contest? You ever been in any? Uh, I, I guess just against myself. You know, like, can I eat this much? I don't know. I thought, well, I, I do have a story. I'll, I'll share a quick little story. Nice. Um, years ago, I was at my friend's place for a barbecue. Uh, there was like a, a ton of people, about 30, 35 people. I had actually got some really choice cut steaks. Sweet. Nice, right? Like Sweet. nine, 10 ounces, two of them a piece. Okay. okay. 20 ounces, marinated them and everything. So as I was cooking them on the barbecue, uh, the lady comes over to me and she says, oh, who's the other steak for? And I looked at her. I was just like, oh, <laughs> uh, pardon? Yes, I says, pardon? And then I look at her. I go, no, there's nobody else. It's just me. I'm, I'm going to eat this. And then she called over everybody from the party and said, look at these things. <laughs> this guy says he's going to eat both of these. And I'm like looking at her going, oh, I'm hungry. So, yes. Uh, and then like, really movie, they're just like, it may take him some time, but yes, he is. he's literally going to eat those. <laughs> 25 minutes of eating, chewing. But yeah, yeah, I ate it all. Nice. Wow. Estimate how much steak was on both those two together. What Estimate. Do you, could you? Oh, it's, uh, I'd say about 22 ounces. Total. Okay. Yeah, 22, 23 ounces. Uh. We have a fantastic movie. Uh, try to see it somewhere um, online, I guess. Uh, it's called The Great Outdoors. It's a Canadian classic. Uh, John Candy and his family uh, go on holidays and uh, they go to this restaurant and um, they open the menu and they're looking there and uh, he sees something called the Old 96er and he's like, oh, what, what's this? And Oh, oh, that's a that's a steak we have. Uh, yeah, if you, you know, if you ever attempt to eat that and eat the whole thing, you get it for free. And oh, uh, eyeballs perk up. Uh, all his his buddy uh, is really interested in uh, that. Yeah, okay, let's let's put some you know money down down on this. And uh, out comes a ninety six ounce steak, <laughs> and and. Uh, John Candy starts digging into this thing. Oh, man, one of the funniest uh, movie scenes you're ever going to see in your whole entire life. Just so great. I recommend this movie. It was um, pretty, pretty classic. Uh, I've been in lots of eating conscious over the years. I won some. I lost some. I felt usually pretty horrible after almost every attempt. But, um, you know, I felt kind of cool uh, at times because, uh, you know, it gives you a little bit of a 10-minute celebrity kind of a feel. Everybody gathers around. You, you know, you start stuffing it in, and uh, you get all cocky. You get a little bit, of, like, high from it. And uh, I, I did win some contests back in the day. I was always pretty pretty damn good at eating uh, a lot of amounts. But, yeah, I, I don't think I could do 76 dogs in 10 minutes, though. Uh, man, that would take a lot of training, and I don't know if I would like to have that kind of stuff in my system for any length of time. It was pretty brutal. I can't believe he can do that. 76 dogs and buns in 10 minutes. I, 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 I that's superhuman because they, like it literally is like you, you're not supposed to be able to do that. Like nobody's actually supposed to be able to do that. Literally. <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, like, what does that mean? Like, does that mean like your, your stomach actually just keeps expanding and expanding and expanding? You're too, like, it's it's just it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling yeah. to think that somebody actually can achieve and do that. That's that's incredible, yeah. Okay, well, uh, 
it's a weird day today, July 4th. Uh, you expect, you know, there's huge amount of sport, sporting events going on, but uh, there was no NBA, there was no NHL. Uh, some baseball games today, but obviously no NFL. We've got this qualifying game going on here. Um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't... I, I couldn't believe it. It was a Sunday without sports. First time since the pandemic we had. And uh, so uh, I just got ready to talk to you about uh, the NBA final. We finally got the two teams involved. Uh, Milwaukee without Giannis was able to knock off Atlanta and book their spot against Phoenix. Uh, this is a yeah historic, historic final. Um, Phoenix has never won. Uh, Milwaukee hasn't won since 1971. So massive drought is going to be snapped here. Uh, this is um, this is great for both those organizations. Great for many small organizations and small market teams around the NBA. And uh, I'm I'm excited to watch. I don't know what the ratings are going to be like, but um, what about you? Are uh, were you happy that uh, Milwaukee finally dispatched Atlanta, and now we've got the two teams? I I was because I I've been I've been rooting for Giannis to get over that hump for a long time. Yep. Like I, I I think he deserves that. I think he's earned that to try to get there. And what's actually more impressive to me uh, for that game six and five win was they did it without him. Yeah. They managed to win without their superstar. Amazing. And then also, too, I want to say for the game five and six, I thought that their movement of the ball for their offense was a lot better. Yeah. Like at times. Like obviously you want Giannis in the rotation, but at the same time since they didn't have him, they were forced to actually run an offense. And it looked good. Yeah. Like it looked really good. Really good. Yeah. So for me, I'm happy. And also, too, I'm happy about the fact that now people are going to be introduced to new superstars, yeah. new generation of stars. Not, not the, you have one old head still with uh, CP3, Chris Paul, but it, it's now it's the new guy, it's the new star's turn. It's sure. their turn. It has been their turn this whole entire playoffs. Yeah, it really has been, and yeah. it, it's like you could almost say that this year is almost like the changing of the guard. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I do know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, lots to break down here. Uh, does Giannis play? Uh, how uh, they said no structural damage to that hyperextended knee, but for him to sit out those two super important games, uh, obviously he, he has to be injured. Um, the games start again up on Tuesday, so we got two days rest, I guess. Uh, maybe, yeah, a couple of days rest in between, but um, do you think we're going to see him right away? No, I actually don't. I, I really don't think so because I know you saw the injury as I did. It seemed like a severe hyperextension. I'm not going to lie. Like it seemed pretty severe, especially with the fact that he's so tall yeah. and he's long limbs like that. Like, you know, like it, it didn't look good to me. Yeah. So I would be surprised if we see him even in the first two games. I don't think he's, I don't think we're going to see him in the first two games at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, last year in the NHL playoffs, the captain of the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, was injured entire, entirety of the playoffs until the very last game. He came in and he played one minute and 23 seconds and he scored a goal. And then he went and sat down the bench and he uh, st- stayed there until they won the cup and he got to 
you know, go on the ice and celebrate with his teammates. But it was miraculous that he was able to even actually play at all. Uh, nobody expected it. He finally dressed in that last game and came out for uh, one shift, a couple shifts, I guess it was, two shifts, scored a goal and uh, skated off and then watched the rest of the game from there. Uh, I think it could be something like this. Uh, I think Milwaukee is the better team when you break them down on paper and when you you know see how they've been this whole entire year. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be tough, I guess, uh, to figure out how to beat Phoenix without your best player. And uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, he might miss uh, two games. Might miss more than that too. Yeah, like he like. Like I said, I think that that injury is significant. I think maybe the first two games and then we'll see. But yeah. it could be the entire series. Yeah. We don't know. And and then that's why, if you want to talk about the potential of a team of destiny, that's why it might be the Suns. Yeah. That's why they're going to win. Because right. they were the team to finally get through this, this season of attrition for every NBA team because they got the most bodies left standing. Okay, so if you don't live in Milwaukee, you don't live in Phoenix, uh, do you see uh, the favorite being the Suns for most of the country because of Chris Paul, CP3, finally getting a, an opportunity to, to shine, one of the best point guards in our lifetime, uh, 16th year, never even getting anywhere close to this. Uh, do you see most people cheering for Phoenix because of that? Um, I think it's still going to be split. I think it's okay. going to be actually pretty close, like especially considering we don't know what, if Giannis can come back to the series or if he's out. We, we, we don't know that. So okay. I, 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 think it, I think it's actually pretty close because you, you have significant superstars on both sides of the ball. Yeah. And as you said, the Bucks still have a very good team because for the guys that really stepped up in game five and game six, um, Drew Holiday. Wow, he was phenomenal balled out of control and then in game five Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis really played wow. significant roles yeah. in that win they really did especially Brooke Lopez in, in game five yeah. he exploded he basically pulled a Giannis he yeah. was a Giannis for that game <laughs> yeah you're right yeah well, uh, what about the scenario that there's no villains? There's nobody that you're rooting against. There's nobody that you're hoping, oh, I want to see them squash that guy. I want to see them stop that dynasty. I want to. I don't want LeBron to win. I don't want this guy to win. I There's no villains. Uh, does that harm this series? Nobody to root against. Well, there's kind of one villain. Okay. I'm going to say this. I think there's... He's not, and then he is. I'd say he's probably more of an irritant because that's what he did in the Game 6 win in the Suns-Clippers game, and that would be Chris Paul. Chris Paul, when he's at his best, uh, he's not only the floor general, yeah. he's also the irritant that gets under your skin because I think he drew technicals and flagrants in that game. Yeah. And also, too, yeah, really. in, the, in the fourth quarter, he was an absolute assassin. Oh, yeah. You know, like, so when you, you score 41 points, uh, eight assists, four rebounds on 16 of 24 shooting, and you get under Patrick Beverly's skin to the point that he shoves you to the ground <laughs> yeah. in anger, and you're like <laughs> laughing to yourself going, <laughs> that, that could be your villain. That okay. could be your guy. But at okay. the same time, 
I think more people are just uh, on the side of Chris Paul because he's finally made it to the finals in 16 years. Yeah. So to your point, maybe possibly he's the villain, but I don't think so. I don't think there's really any villains here. Well, uh, the Suns have been incredibly lucky. Uh, they haven't really endured many injuries. Chris Paul did battle through an injury, but um, nothing uh, that put him out for too long. But listen to the stars that were out in the series that they played. AD was gone. Jamal Murray was gone. Kawhi Leonard was gone. And now Giannis is gone. You talk about the team of destiny. Like, they have been so incredibly lucky that the stars they were supposed to face weren't even there. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean. Like it, it, that's what this season has been. This season for the playoffs has had the most amount of superstars that have gone down with injuries that we've ever seen. Like we've ever seen, like, it's just, it's been actually a little bit ridiculous in the entirety of the scope of the playoffs. If you look at it, you look at the teams, you look at the rosters, you look at who's still available to play. Like I said, like it's been a war of attrition this season. Like it's it's like whoever is still left standing, whoever still has, you know, some legs underneath them, yep. that, that's probably who's going to win. And even with the Bucks, nobody ever thought that Giannis would go down like that. Like he's been he's been kind of like LeBron James, yeah. like where you think he's indestructible because he's never going to get injured. And all of a sudden, freak accident happened. Yeah, that was rough. Up. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, tough to see and hope. Hopefully you come back. Uh, love watching him play, and uh, yeah, it you know evens the series a bit more even. And uh, yeah, I I hope he can uh, suit up. Okay, well Atlanta had a fantastic year. Uh, what do they need to do in the off season to one up themselves and and get to the final next year, win this championship? Well, what what piece are they missing? Oh, man, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I don't think they're missing much. Like, I honestly don't. Like, I, I love their roster. I mentioned it before at the beginning of the year. I loved their roster then, and I love it even more now. Like, what you saw was the emergence of a superstar in Trey Young. Yeah. That's what you saw this year. Like, with this guy being able to run the offense, being able to mature as a point guard before our eyes, yeah. and be able to be literally one of the toughest guys on the floor at all times. Yeah. Like, I, I love the game that he had, and I love – Love the way that he played the game. Like, you know, he was a ferocious competitor. Even with him stepping back onto the court for game six, he's not right. Yeah. You know that, right? Like, he's, yeah. he's not right, but he still he still gave it a go and he gave it his best shot. Um, the only thing I can maybe think of, maybe, is just another shooter. Maybe another shooter that they could add to the roster. But, you know, like you got Kevin Herter and Bogdanovich and Gallinari. Like, you have these guys that can shoot. Like, they, they just have... A little bit of everything within, yeah. within the grand scheme of that team. And like I said, I, I, I really love the roster. Maybe a savvy veteran that they could add for right. some grit and toughness. But otherwise, man, like if they can bring back most of what they have already for next year, nah, man, I, I think they make another run. Cool. Really. Yeah. Uh, we just reached halftime in the basketball, and it's uh, 47-43, the Czech Republic over Greece at halftime. So... Uh, yeah, we'll probably be able to give you one more update before we go. Uh, yeah, Trey Young wasn't right. He was four for 17 from the floor, only 14 points, nine dimes. But uh, yeah, it wasn't a, a normal Trey Young performance. But good on him to um, you know battle through that injury and at least play. Uh, Cam Reddish, a guy that they missed uh, 
a lot through the playoffs. He ended up being their top scorer with 21 that game. Uh, Bogdanovich had 20. Uh, they got good games from John Collins, who had 13 and 11, and Capella had 14 and 9. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, obviously if Trey would have been a little more healthy, um, I think they could have given them a big run for their money. But uh, Tuesday night, uh, NBA Finals uh, begin. Uh, nobody, I don't think anybody's won their brackets that they had uh Milwaukee Phoenix, uh, nobody's going to be uh, cashing in on that one, but uh, I'm excited. I think it's going to be great. Uh, great to see one of these organizations end a massive drought. 52 years for the Suns, uh, for the Bucks, 49 seasons without a title. Uh, the Kings are the longest drought in the NBA with 70 years, haven't won uh, since 1951. The Hawks, 63 years. Uh, the Clippers never won 51 years in existence. And uh, the Suns have been there twice before, uh, 76 and 93. We remember 93 for sure with Charles Barkley against MJ. Uh, and the Bucks have been there three times. Uh, they won with Lou Alcindor back in uh, 74. So uh, I'm sure we'll get to see some old footage and some cool things uh, from there. But... Uh, can't wait, Tuesday night, uh, here we go. Uh, okay, let's switch gears and um, we'll just finish with the UFC talk. Uh, huge card coming up this weekend. We've got uh, the trilogy fight between Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. And uh, you said last week you think Poirier is gonna take it. Um, I've spent some time thinking about this and uh, analyzing a bunch, watching a bunch of things. and. I think Conor McGregor is going to win this one. So, um, yeah, so we've got, uh, you've got that guy, I've got this guy, uh, let's go. Uh, I think Conor McGregor does it early. I think he wins in the first round, uh, possibly second round. Uh, his cardio has never been a thing that's been very, uh, very great for him. Uh, I think he's going to figure out uh, how to beat Poirier early and, uh, and knock him out really, really soon. So... Uh, you think Poirier is going to win? Uh, do you have a way that he's going to take it? Well, actually, I, I want to go back to you. Like, what gives you the confidence that Connor's going to put this man away in the first round? I, I think that I've seen him too often uh, understand what it takes to take guys out. Uh, I think uh, I've seen him in second fights against other fighters, and I've seen him. Um, just figure out how to how to do it, and yeah, I, I just think yeah he doesn't want to go out like this. I think if he loses, um, his relevancy uh, you know just goes off the scale. There won't be very many big fights for him in the future, and I think he's he's got to realize that. I think um, he's going he's I think he's a more skilled fighter than Poirier. I think Poirier is an incredible fighter, but I think Conor McGregor has better skill. In that second fight, Connor actually had him in trouble in that first round. If Poirier, um, you know, doesn't survive uh, some of that onslaught that happened early, uh, Connor wins that fight. Uh, so I think Connor's going to take it to him real early. He's going to figure out uh, his holes in his game and uh, and exploit them and win. Okay. All right. So with what you just said, okay, like that's basically would be my argument for Poirier. Okay. I believe that he could exploit all the things that Connor does wrong. Okay. All right. And also, too, I think personally, 
in, from my perspective, I think he wants it more. I think he wants it more. And then what you just said, I think Connor actually has a ton more pressure than Poirier does. Like, yeah. a, a, like a ton more. Because sure. if Poirier loses, he doesn't lose too much shine at yeah. all. But if Connor loses, well, that might be just, that might be it for him. Like yeah. for fights and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because Connor's not like Nate Diaz. Connor doesn't have that thing where Nate Diaz won, but his legend grew. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, like he just he right. doesn't have that. He doesn't right. like Connor's thing is to win, always to win. Yeah. And so if he loses now, then that mystique is kind of tarnished. So yeah. I think he has a lot more pressure, and I don't think Poirier has nearly as much. So I think he'll be freer in the octagon. And then without that pressure, he's not gonna be as stiff. I think he's I think he's gonna take it in the second round. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, I can sense a call coming uh, about <laughs> 10 minutes into uh, Saturday night's main event. Uh, yeah, we both think it's going to end early, uh, both going for the other guy. So uh, it's going to be fun. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's a fight that most people are really wanting. I think it's going to be one of the highest pay-per-view fights uh ever and um yeah i think uh yeah connor takes it so let's see um okay the the, the uh co-main event between gilbert burns and stephen wonderboy thompson i think wonderboy wins this and i think that he gets a title shot and i think he actually has a shot against kamara usman um if he can get through this without any significant injury uh, I think, um, yeah, he can give Usman a ton of trouble. And uh, yes, uh, we've seen him uh, take some losses in the last little while, but um, I think uh, his style is is going to be tough for Burns and Usman uh, if he can take him out. Yeah, I, I agree with you on this one because he he's extremely frustrating and evasive. Yeah. He's a frustrating uh, fighter to fight. Like You've seen it where guys are just like, just stand still stop <laughs> moving in and out like you know like you can see yeah. that people are getting frustrated like so gilbert burns he's gonna have to be extremely patient yeah. in this fight because uh wonder boy will set traps he will faint him to death he won't know if he's coming in or out at him like yeah. it's that's 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 wonder boy's game that's his fight and if he can fight at the pace of his the way he wants to fight this is going to be a long, long night for Gilbert Burns. Yeah. He's going to have to figure out a way to break that pacing if he wants to win this fight. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, tons of incredible fights on this card. Great to see Sean O'Malley back. A big heavyweight battle between Ty Tuivasa, Greg Hardy. That'll be, uh, yeah, somebody's going down and getting knocked out in that one, I'm sure. Carlos Condit um, on the preliminary card, the main fight against Max Griffin there. Uh, we've got Michelle Pereira against Nico Price, Ryan Hall, Ilya Tupuria, and Trevin Giles uh, against Duplessis. Um, yeah, uh, pretty great preliminary card. Those five, four fights look great, all of them. Yeah, and one of my favorite guys to watch, the natural born killer, Carlos Condit, is fighting again. I, I'm actually just happy that he's back in the ufc fighting i i love the way that guy fights like he's so tricky and he has so many weapons that he utilizes within a fight he's not kneeing you he's elbowing you 
or he's punching you, or he's kicking you. Like yeah. he, he uses all of that, he uses all of that. But actually the fight that might be the most impressive to watch might be the Nico Price, Michelle Pereira fight. Yeah, That might be it because Nico Price has this weird thing where he can pull out a win out of nowhere. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I don't, I did not see that coming. He has that within him. And I'm I'm going to be rooting for him because I'm not a career fan. Sorry, Michelle, no. not a fan of yours. Not, not a fan a- at all. Yeah, me either. No, that's true. <laughs> uh, Sean O'Malley lost his original opponent, uh, but Chris Montino now uh, steps in on short notice. Uh, so um, O'Malley has a big advantage there. Uh, we'll see how it breaks down. Uh, there was some bad news that came out of the UFC uh this week and it it makes me shake my head again uh, i hate criticizing the ufc because uh you know it's something that i love i watch on a weekly basis i support them i you know i really 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 like the ufc and it's something that i i hope continues but they make some decisions that i just feel are unfair uh it's something that's harmed boxing so much over the years that boxing has become uh, less relevant as years have gone by, uh, but uh, they have decided that they are not, they are going to have an interim heavyweight champion of the world. They've decided that because Francis Ngannou has asked for more money than they wanted to pay him, uh, he loses the opportunity at a, uh, at a championship fight, and there will be an interim champion crowned at USC 265, between Cyril Gane and Derek Lewis. Um, t- it's just disgusting. Uh, a guy wins a title. He's he, he has, I'd say, a year to fight. He has, you know, at least six months or so. This only happened three months ago uh, when he won his, his belt. And uh, because he asked for more money, because he's the heavyweight champion of the world, the baddest man on the planet, uh, now they've decided that, no, the new champ is going to have an interim tag. You'll get to fight them, and uh, then you'll be the real legitimate champion. Uh, something that's that's very uncool of the UFC to do. Well, they do this all the time, though. They do this all the time with people that don't want to play ball with them or yeah. they can't seem to bully. Uh, one fighter that immediately comes to my mind is Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. Yeah. Say they did the same thing to him, but they actually did it even worse. They did him dirty by just running him out of the UFC. Yeah. That's basically what they did. Yeah. Maybe they run out Ngannou out of the league too. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But at the same time, this is their these guys' dream is to yeah. make it, right? Just to be the champ and then to be compensated well because they made it to the top of the mountain. Yeah. I don't know what Ngannou is asking for. I have no idea. We don't know. But I don't think it's something like John Jones was asking for. Okay? No. no. I'm, I'm just going to say it like that. Yeah. I don't believe he was asking for $30 million. I don't believe he was asked for 15 I don't even believe it was 10 It was probably in the seven-figure range, low. But at the same time, are you trying to tell me he doesn't deserve that? Yeah. Like, I, like are you serious? Like, he doesn't. So, so, basically, they're trying to dictate how much they pay these guys. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you have the interim now heavyweight champ. Does that mean because of the way their contracts written up that you force him to fight at your whatever you want to pay him? 
is that it? Is that how that's going to work? Because then a contract sucks. Yeah. Sucks. Oh, what the what they're what they're going to be doing? What you're going to start seeing is people saying, "No, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to fight for them. I'm going to fight for a different league." Yeah. You know, because like they're just trying to, they're always trying to suppress um, the fight purses. That that's why Dana White's still there. That's why he's still with this these new owners because he's very good at that. Yeah, he's very good at that. He's very good at his job. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just another example of. Uh, them, you know, screwing the fighters. Uh, Francis Ngannou, you know, uh, worked his way up, won the heavyweight belt fair and square. He's been able to celebrate for two or three months, and then all of a sudden he gets slapped in the face like this. Uh, uh, but August 7th at the Toyota Center in Houston, Derek Lewis and Cyril Gane, uh, one of them will become heavyweight champion of the world. And then, uh, yeah, and then I guess uh, they have him Kind of over a barrel to, um, yeah, fight fight for the title against one of those two guys. So, um, you mentioned Demetri- Demetrius Mighty Most Johnson, and he was forced out of the UFC. Uh, you know, he was a longtime champion, loved by many, a great, uh, great title hold, uh, holder for many, many years. Uh, a guy that uh, faced him twice, John Dodson, recently left the UFC. And uh, unfortunately, he was involved in a massive car wreck on the weekend uh, with his whole entire family. Uh, they said it was uh, everyone was near death. Uh, it was very brutal. They've set up a GoFundMe page for him. Uh, he was supposed to fight, I, I think, coming up in the next couple of weeks in another promotion. Uh, but they uh, he won't be able to fight in that. So they've set up a GoFundMe page if you want to look online. John Dodson. Uh, you'll be able to find those details and uh, I'll put a link in the um, description down below once uh, this is posted but um, yeah our, our thoughts and prayers go with him I think uh, him and his family were going to visit some other of their family uh, on the highway and they were involved in a uh, I think it was a four vehicle accident one was a 18 wheel weight 18 wheeler truck and and trailer and um, I, the pictures are very serious and uh, he said uh, the SUV that they were driving saved their life, he thinks. Uh, but it was, um, yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, well, whenever you're involved in a car accident with uh, like a semi, a semi truck and a set with the trailer and stuff, it's, it's, it usually doesn't end up well for you. Yeah. So he's, they're incredibly lucky that uh, there has been no li- loss of life so far. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, well, um, yeah, I guess that's. Uh, uh, unpack the UFC. Uh, really excited about this week's card. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, we started off the the cast talking about some negative things. I did have some fun over the weekend. I went to um, I went to a exhibit uh, by, uh, that was put on about Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, man, uh, I recommend to everyone that uh, lives in the Lower Mainland, Vancouver area. Uh, go out to the Tawasin Mills Mall and uh, see this exhibit. Uh, it's touring the world. It's here for a couple of months in Vancouver area. Uh, da Vinci was uh, born in, I think, 1452, lasted until 1519. Uh, incredible painter, most well-known for his paintings, but uh, amazing that he was the guy to basically invent the helicopter, the scuba diving equipment, uh, parachute, 
uh, hang glider. He invented the piston. He invented so many incredible things. One of the, the biggest geniuses on the planet. Uh, we went there yesterday and it was uh, an incredible uh, exhibit. Really fun to see. And uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. Well, he was one of like the geniuses of his era. And uh, yeah, I, I, I will try to see that myself at some point in time because uh, I, I, I loved his artwork and I loved the fact that uh, some of his drawings which were revolutionary or ahead of his time. Yeah. So it, uh, I'm sh everybody should go see that because yeah. like he was, uh, he was that kind of guy. He was yeah. Guy. No, I really recommend it. Um, really incredible painting. Great to see uh, Mona Lisa, The Last Supper. You know some of the most famous paintings of all time, as well as um, you know some of the drawings. He did um, autopsies on bodies so he could see what was inside them. Uh, so he could see the skeleton, he could see the veins, the muscles, the, all the ligaments, all the everything inside. He could uh, paint well. Uh, he he just was an absolute genius. Probably one of the probably one of the smartest people to ever ever live. And um, yeah, it, it's incredible that he lived so long ago, and, and um, yeah, just had uh, impact on the world uh, that's still ongoing. And and yeah, it was um, it was a really really neat thing to see. Uh, we also went to a place called Lavenderland. Uh, I think a lot of uh, women will really love doing this. Uh, it's a great eight-acre uh, farm out in Richmond. Um, lavender fields, uh, great for pictures, really um, beautiful flowers. Uh, really neat place that uh, you can go for a picnic with your family. Uh, it opened on June 19th. It's not quite um, up and running in all areas. The picnic grounds are not quite going yet. Uh, the, uh, I think they said middle of July they're going to open the front area to sell plants. They sell drinks and uh, things with lavender infusion in them. But um, yeah, really good place to take uh, you know a, a woman. Uh, she'll love the pictures. She'll love the, the smells and and uh, a pretty cool um, pretty cool experience as well. Yeah, well, it, it sounds like a perfect date night, yeah, so to yeah. speak, or or or, or date, date afternoon. Date afternoon, yeah, yeah. yeah so. So that, that sounds nice. Yeah, and uh, we did the podcast today because it's my girlfriend's uh, birthday tomorrow, so I wanted to be free and clear to uh, have lots of festivities and fun things to do. So uh, we have a lot booked uh, tomorrow. So uh, great weekend we had. Now we're off uh, to start the week. Uh, Tuesday night, uh, can't wait, game one of the NBA Finals, and uh, Saturday uh, we've got the UFC, so a couple of big things to look forward to, and uh, you're back to work, so um, good luck to you, I hope it goes really well, I hope you, uh, yeah, I hope you don't work very long, I hope they're short days uh, to begin with, and you get lots of good food. Yeah, well, I, I hope for all of those things, but I, I do hope that your girl understands the sacrifice that you made to make sure that her day is special all right so yeah. you tell her for me that yes i had to sacrifice as well <laughs> by making sure that the podcast happened today all okay. right all right so, so you, you tell her happy birthday for me okay <laughs> okay well we'll do that buddy <laughs> thanks for your sacrifice we appreciate it i'll let her know okay thank <laughs> you very much and yeah i look forward to like getting back at it for work tomorrow but I'm more I'm more look forward to game one Tuesday UFC where Poirier dominates. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. I'll be calling you after that first round KO. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, buddy. Thanks as always, man. It was fun and uh, have a great week ahead. Let's uh, let's keep in touch. I'll uh, I'll probably be texting you a bit on Tuesday. Oh yeah. You got it and I'll be doing the same. All right. Okay. Take it All right. Easy. Cheers, bud. Okay. Bye for now. Bye bye. Okay. All right. Fun. That was awesome. Yeah. So um thanks again to jason uh i had a few uh issues off the top but uh, we ended up having a fun podcast and a lot of fun things to talk about czech republic have a five point lead 52 47 oh no they just got a three so 55 47 over greece six minutes 15 seconds left in the third quarter so uh checks uh, are on their way uh i had a birthday last month uh, I got um, some great cards from my niece and nephew. Want to just dedicate this podcast to them. Uh, amazing school pictures. Uh, Lee and Evelyn look fantastic in their school uniforms from Melbourne, Australia. And uh, yeah, I think they're uh, just finishing off their school holidays there. Uh, back at it quite soon uh, thanks so much guys uh, thanks always for listening and thanks for the nice cards and gift and everything and I want to say thank you to our partners and sponsors as always let's uh, let's get into yeah talking about them we've as always have uh, our partners and sponsors links on the website. Anchor FM, great partner and sponsor for Complete Sports Media. Really fantastic for posting on multiple podcast platforms. Go to anchor.fm and they call themselves the easiest place to make a podcast. So do so. Uh, Verbero, the hockey equipment and apparel company, industry leader in technology, performance and value. And you know it, the V350 stick is something you need in your hands. Pampas and Possibilities, they design and sell dried florals, do floral arrangements and installations. They're designers of handmade, curated, pretty things with West Coast vibes at reasonable prices. And Forever Living, the Aloe Vera Company. They grow and manufacture aloe vera-based products for health and beauty. Okay, so, yeah, as always, thank you so much to the viewers and listeners. Thank you to our sponsors. And, um, yeah, go to completemedianetwork.com. Uh, man, we've got uh, a ton of things going on. Uh, yeah, check out our music platform. Uh, we've put a lot of really great things on there. New Music Friday, every Friday. And uh, we've got some um, upcoming interviews scheduled with some bands that we're really excited about. So, yeah, uh, lots on the family site, lots on the travel site. Go to complete media network and follow the links get onto our sites and check it out love you guys lots take care of yourself have a really great week ahead enjoy the basketball enjoy the ufc enjoy the summer okay take care of yourself bye for now